songs. Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 Three songs. Three songs, episode 102, <laughs> January 3rd, 2020. Yeah, it's a big day. Big day. Yeah, three songs pod history. I, you, uh, Mike Hogan here in Portland, Oregon. Bob Nasinovich here in Portland, Oregon. We are in the same town. across the table from me. Yep. Mr. We're live. Bob Nasinovich. 2633 Northeast Everett, if anybody wants to come by. <laughs> Um, obviously, we're not broadcasting live. We have um, three fine gentlemen in attendance with us. Uh, this is this is being friends. recorded for posterity in in a couple different ways. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, we're still trying to figure out what's going on in a lot of ways, but we did enjoy some nice tacos around the corner. Now we're going to do a podcast. It's kind of a thrown together podcast. What's been going on in your life? Obviously, uh, the holiday season. The holiday season, and uh, I just met somebody in person for the first time, and uh, we've known each other what five years. And yeah, met, good to meet you good, again, good Mike. Good to meet yeah, you, Bob. Yeah. yeah, we just met this morning in person. People don't realize that we've done 101 podcasts together that we'd never actually yeah. met. Well, more if you include the DRF ones because you were on. Oh those yeah, a there's probably times. about five or six yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah. I kind of first met Mike. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we were both working for the um, Daily Racing Forum, the horse racing publication of course he had a real job there and was living in new york city and i was just like a midwestern field correspondent um (laughs) and they got rid of all of us and then they got rid of all of him (laughs) and so we um did a few podcasts together about horse racing i think generally he would call me in as an international correspondent Mm -hmm. an expert on international racing which um, my wallet would not prove in any way shape or form but um subsequently we realized that both of us were entangled in, in music from a very young age, you know, yeah. early 80s onward, and we're both the same age group, and we had a lot in common when it came to listening to music. So Mike actually came up with the premise for the podcast, and um, and after about three years of doing them now... Mm, yeah, two and a half. And again, one over 100 episodes. Um, we're still trying to make it happen. Um, things have changed. This year, he re- relocated... From uh, Queens um, out here to Portland, back and to, back to Portland, back to Portland, and that's kind of thrown a chink in, in the whole game plan for a lot of reasons. Um, I'm so used to him being on the East Coast <laughs> and it being like 11:30 his time and 10:30. So now, now he's two hours behind me. So like, I've kind of got to be in form at like one in the morning. Which, <laughs> for those of you who are regular well, listeners to the podcast, know that. Me at one a.m. is uh, if if we're really in diving, wind down mode. We're diving deep before we even play a song. But yeah. it, you know, and the it took like what probably four hours to record the Berman one. Yeah, that was between midnight and four in the morning. <laughs> You're tired. Yeah, she, he's got a lovely new daughter who's about an eighteen yeah. month. Her named Bunny. And we had Sydney, uh, and she kept she, she kept, kept interrupting it. Up. She yeah. ke- well, she woke up once for a while and then you we skype dropped us a couple times they dropped too. us a couple times yeah. and like as the podcast went on and on the mercury was gradually lowering <laughs> and des moines went from about 25 to 18 degrees during one of the um longer um david berman songs we played on that podcast i had to run inside and grab a a fireplace like space heater which kept me going but uh Anyways, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a song you knew well, so you didn't need to hear yeah, it at that moment thank to, God. to discuss it. So, uh, but, um, anyway, so what's been going on the last month or so? Because we our last podcast was 101, and that was about it was, it was about a month ago, about four weeks ago. Well, we had you know yeah. a couple different holidays, and yeah. um, I went to know, Richmond. You went to Richmond. You stayed I here. Stayed here. Yeah, um, kids are good. Kids are good, and uh, I put out three records last you month. You did. I know yeah. we've we've. Uh, well, let's let's play a song first, and then we'll we'll I'm talk about any of records. the three records. I know I think I've already okay. played all three of the records. You have, yeah. But but, we'll, but I we'll put them in Mike's hands today. We'll mention them uh, after we play some music. Just mention them on a constant basis. We're gonna move yeah, the units. The website not? launches in a few days. We not? Why not? Brokerstiprecords.com. Uh, so you're starting it. Spend wisely. Who are you starting with? I'm gonna start with a gentleman from Tel Aviv, who I believe is in his late 40s, who relocated to Berlin. In I think around the, in the early 2000s, and he makes electronic music on his own, 
And I've seen some of it on YouTube. It's kind of like an interesting watch. It just looks like a guy like sitting in front of a, a like a telephone operator, like moving pegs around and twisting knobs. Um, but the music he makes, I was really in, intrigued by. In fact, all three of the artists I chose for for this show are are musical acts that I was completely unfamiliar with about sixty days ago. And I always find this time of year very beneficial as a music listener because. Um, people who listen to music a lot more than I do put up all kinds of lists. Mm-hmm. And depending on who it is or, or just people I've known, you know, in some cases 10, 20, 30 years, so I kind of like, obviously, as we've talked about before on this show, you see the same like 50 albums over and over again, but I always mm-hmm. found it very intriguing to see like the other 50 to 100 albums that you haven't seen on everybody's list. So like I always kind of like discard the ones I see over and over again and like and kind of trust the judgment of people that I know listen to music a lot more than I do so um one of them in fact two of them uh my buddy Paul Riding um I guess in in his own way accidentally turned me on to but the first one is is a very unusual case of when you go to buy a record these days on the internet and you you go to in this case a discog store and you see like you you see the first page of everything this one discog salesman is is selling and you see a whole bunch of really interesting things that you've heard of and not heard of and then you flip through and this is how I stumbled upon this artist okay, okay. this guy his name is Audie Gelbart and I I I listened to listen to about ten songs and I, I I realized that I really liked it. So I went ahead and bought one of his records, and this is off of his 2019 album called that I haven't seen on anybody's list, but it's on mine. There you but go. I don't really make lists. <laughs> okay, this song is called "World War One Hamster Diorama," and it's off the album "Egg Ray Tests." Egg Ray Tests. Oh, I think it says "Egg Ray Tests Cow Action." <laughs> Catchy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the titles here are not going to move a lot of units, but it, he goes he goes just under the name of Gelbart, 2019. All right, let's hear it. like that that's cool yeah, happy song is it all kind of like that yeah some of it's a little bit noisier that one's a little bit more hummable and tune like um reminds yeah. me a little of jean jacques perry and um 
Pierre Henry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pierre Henry for sure. It's definitely more like it is more modern. Yes, sounding than that. Well, yeah, that's fifty. Um, like, but if you years listen old. to the whole album, like it's it's got tons of variety. Yeah, it's okay. all instrumentals, but it's got yeah. tons of variety. I think it's, it's just a very interesting. If you, if you want to know more, it's and again, it's a, as far as I know, a pretty obscure artist, but it's um, GelbartCorp.com is the only website um, where I've been able to find out much about him. That's great. Um, How long has he been around, did you say? Um, since I think pretty much about the duration of this millennium. He's okay. about your age, like okay. mid to late 40s kind of guy. Cool. I'll check him out. Looks but. very handsome. If you watch him on YouTube, um, the back of his head is pretty amazing as he manipulate sounds on his <laughs> I'm based on like giant versions of like what I'm looking at here which it's all Greek mixer. to me like yeah. you basically could be our um Audie Gelbart right now but instead you're maybe you're, I just I just <coughs> said it and forget it we we, right. we sound check beforehand yeah. and then and then I and then I ignore it the rest of the show pretty much Correct. except except maybe to mute you, you know what case. I realize like can we mute during songs? That's why I was yeah. trying to... Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so you're muting me. I, I muted... So I, I don't have I to muted. mute myself. No. <coughs> That's good, because sometimes I forget to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was being entirely quiet yeah. and trying not to make any noise, yeah. which is, as yeah. you know, very difficult for yeah. me to do. I understand. Um, well, you played some electronic... I'm going to play some electronic music, too. This is, no way, this is a happy accident. I was planning on playing this. This is another artist that, that I discovered relatively recently, but he's much older. Um, he's from Cameroon and later moved to Paris and uh, he was born in the 20s and he died in 2001 his name is Francis Bebe oh you spelled B-E-B B-E-B-E-Y okay never uh, seen that never seen is, the name this is from an album how'd you discover him uh, from a compilation. There was a compilation of uh, African electronic music, and this song is actually on it, which led me to dive a little bit more deeply into Do you own the record? Or you... I just ordered it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, and you just heard about it like... Yeah, I saw a review of it. Um, right. Just the, the compilation came out recently. It's just like African electronic music. I don't remember yeah. even the exact... See, it's something title. that, like, you know, five years ago, I wouldn't think that it existed. Right, right. Or I just wouldn't have given right. it much thought. Right. Maybe, maybe this is like, it's part of like musical exploration these days. We go to like, you were talking earlier in the parking lot of the uh, food truck court where we were, <clears throat> and about how um, how vague a description world music is. Yeah. And now it's like, every like, stone has been flipped now when it comes to world music. It's just like, there is no untouched genres anymore. So right. now we're talking about electronic music from right what 30 years ago from africa 20 years ago yeah so this is this is a collection or this song is on a collection of various artists from africa mm -hmm. but there's also francis bebe in 2011 a label called born bad records put out a collection two lp set of just his stuff called African electronic music, 1975 to 1982. Right. So this <clears throat> song that I'm going to play. So he was in his prime like long time ago. Yeah. He was born in 1929. He died in 2001. Um, he was a guitarist, I think, initially. Yeah. And then, and then in the 70s and 80s started experimenting right. with more electronics. So just a lifelong musician. Yeah. Um, and you said he went from Cameroon to where? Paris. Okay. Yeah. I think so, that's probably a logical. Yeah. So... This is a song that was originally on an album from 1982 called Pygmy Love Song uh, and is in that collection that I mentioned. Uh, it's called The Coffee Cola Song. The Coffee Cola Song, The right? Coffee so Cola we, we Song. We go from World War I hamster diorama to the Coffee Cola Song. <laughs> yeah. We go from um, Audie Gelbart to Francis Bebe yeah. on Three Songs Pop. From, from Tel Aviv via Berlin the, to says, Cameroon. This episode is, is like going to be like a... You know, you've never heard of this. I've never heard of this. You've never heard of this type episode. <laughs> that's so, yeah. kind of, those yeah. are the best ones. Bob. Hit me with that's, your best shot, baby. That's when I learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, baby. Here you go. The Coffee yeah. Cola song, Francis Baby. <laughs> there are people in town, man, crazy people in town, eating bread and butter and honey and drinking black coffee cola. They believe we are wild men, they believe we are wild Just because we don't use any money and we drink no coffee cola They 
if you could go and see how they live A shame, a shame Then you discover how savage they are So much wilder than we Francis Bebe. Yeah, kind of good life music on uh, today's shows. Yeah. It's, like everything's, it's almost like we're um, planning a Caribbean vacation or something. <laughs> <laughs> something delightful, you know. Yeah, um, fun little one. Yeah, maybe it's a, it's just like general like kind of turning up the temperature vibe, but it's the world of whimsy here on Three Songs Pod <laughs> at this point, you know. 
Everything's I, great, man. I in like the world, man. Yeah. There's no problems in the world. Everything's cool. Like we're not paying attention to anything. We're just like yeah. hanging out, listening to like you know forty year old African music compilations, and, like buying our favorite artist on the compilation and grooving to it. Yeah, yeah. For why sure. stress, dude? <laughs> right, 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 right. On vacations, the holidays. Block out the rest of the yeah, world. You'd be exactly, better off. Yeah. Don't read the news. Listen <laughs> yeah, to Francis Bebe and uh, Naughty Gelbart. Everything's good. <laughs> Yeah. Drink beer, watch football, Gelbart, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hang out with uh, a good friend who you've never met before. There you go, yeah. <laughs> we figured out horse racing earlier today in the parking lot. Now we're trying to figure out what's going on in the um, in our minds when it comes to listening to, to out there music. I'm going to keep it out there. We're going to go to Wales. All right. You're keeping... I don't think it's in... I don't, I'm going to mean keep it out there from the standpoint of like... Keep it away strange from Strange stuff. Okay. Good. Um, although this is not really going to sound strange as something that like on paper looks incredibly strange. The artist is called, it's Welsh, which is, could be the most complex, makes no sense language of all the languages. Like, right. There's like 27 letter words. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Right. That have like. And God knows how to pronounce it. That have like two syllables. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is the band, apparently, and we've played Super Furry Animals on the show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I did. Mm-hmm. And their, their lead man is a guy named Gruff Reese. And um, for years, he's had embarked on a solo career, and this has been his backup band for several years. <clears throat> and uh, when they're not backing up Gruff, they're, they've got their own band, and they're, they're called Y, the letter Y, and the second word is N-I-W-L. So, and that's in Welsh, apparently, only because I'm because you can see the pronunciation guide on Wikipedia. Apparently, that's pronounced Anul. Anul, okay. Which actually makes sense, Anul. You probably actually say it properly, like, no, like Cadence. not me. Um, so I, I checked this band out, um, again, it was just a total stumble upon from the last six weeks where I'm just like, Hey, um, you know, if we get our stuff together in general here, there ought to be some time now in my post work mode in your holiday season mode where we might be, be doing some podcasts. Um, so I kind of like. Uh, for the first time ever, I saw. I thought I should do some like a little bit of preparation in advance. So, I, I came up. I was actually like spent a couple hours one day, like you know, trying to come up with songs, podcast worthy songs, whatever that means. <laughs> so I came up with a Galbart one. I know what you thought about that. <clears throat> I think you enjoyed it at I least. I loved but, it. Yeah. yeah. So this is like um, it, it's something that is it's a, a genre that um, I don't think we've played too much of on the show, but it's just, it's a bit kind of like just straightforward instrumental surf rock sort of thing okay okay from wales the band's called anul this is from their self-titled 2011 album anul and the song title is un to the d to the e to the g to the pump like so to like An- me it would be like undeg pump but i'm okay. sure that's not how you pronounce right. it right yeah and it doesn't matter because it's an instrumental anyway <laughs> all right let's you know you can call it like welsh dudes or surf music if you want it's like the welsh yeah. ventures or something yeah kind of like that but okay. you know yeah All right, let's hear it.
They're surfing in whales? That's what I was going to say. There is no... In fact, if you ever want to learn how to surf, I would recommend um, whales because the... uh, the waves have to be very easy to digest, <laughs> just like that. Like, um, that's cool. I like. I that. imagine the water temperature might get you a little bit. Yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, you know, surf music. There might not be surfing everywhere, but surf music seems to be pretty pervasive. I just think that surf music in general usually would be made in a surf environment. Yeah, which it was, but now of course yeah. we've you know, in yeah. in the last apparently in this in the case of this band like. I don't know if they've ever been surfing, but they're obviously enamored <laughs> with surf music to an extent. Now, did you ever did you ever see the Ventures? Oh, I never saw the Ventures. I saw them. Yeah, Are yeah, I saw them. Um, I was I was sixteen. Okay, in Richmond at Rockets, and I was on a date with my um, high school girlfriend Julie Knight at the time, and it was her the, mother's birthday. Like and her the mid eighties, eighty three. Yeah, okay. so it was um, it was her mother's birthday. Um, who's, her name escapes me, Mrs. Knight. I'm sure that's what I called her at the time. She, um, rest in peace, fine lady, always had a great time with her. She was a lot of fun. Um, but it's, you know, strange to be 16, you're trying to be cool, and you're watching the ventures, and and you're with your, um, your girlfriend's mom, who's um, definitely getting her drink on, <laughs> and, and dancing kind of wildly to the ventures. You know, so it's like it was a memorable night, but they were fantastic. They delivered the goods. They played all the hits. That's great. It's an all ages show in Richmond, and um, you know, it's and I forget the name of the band, but there's a band in Des Moines that plays surf music. It's like to me, it's always been just like a very easy, digestible um, listen. Like there's nothing not fun about it, but hardly ever like thirst for it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Right, it's the sort of thing that I rarely think I want to listen to surf music, but then when I put it on or when I come across it, like it's like I always really enjoy it. And it's satisfying. Yeah, it works in a DJ set. Oh yeah, you know, and the songs I mean, are usually like in the two minute form. Right, you know? all these songs we've played today, we can be do DJ fantastic, set. Fantastic, yeah. To in fact, in and we're set. in um, Portland tonight. If anybody, again, this is not a live. Nobody's listening live, but if anybody would like me and Mike to DJ tonight. <laughs> We'll be happy to come over to your bar or club, <laughs> and um, if you want like more space in your bar, if you want to empty things out a little bit, um, you know, we'll here just, we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> we're, we're here for you. You've got. In fact, we can just do it these days. Of course, you can just uh, do it with your phone. phones. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, is all their stuff instrumental? As far as I know, everything okay. I've listened to, which is about okay. fifteen songs. Okay. Again, I'm a newbie. Cool. Okay. I, I was like DJing it. the other day in Richmond. I DJed while I was in Richmond yeah. at this great place called Patrick Henry Pub. I carried, I brought like 70 vinyls with me, a bunch of 7-inch records and 12-inch records. I walk in, put, put them all down. My mother walks into the bedroom that I'm staying in, and she she stumbles over my record bag. She's like, what is this? And like, she, she can't even pick it up off the ground two or three inches, and it's, it's like whatever, 60 12-inch vinyls in a bag. Did you check that? Or did you I carry it. Carry it I on? carried it all around, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I think I'm a little bit still sore in the right arm from doing so, but... My mother, who's 83 years old, says, wow. um, I thought like people could just like DJ with their phones. Now, why don't you do that? You know? <laughs> and it's like everywhere that I show up to DJ, people are like, oh, weird. You're like one of those guys that like, still like carries vinyls around. That's kind of cool. Like, how yeah. do we hook this up? <laughs> you know, so it's always a bad move. So anybody DJing, um, just unless it's a place that's like well-equipped, just do it new school, man. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Snap, snap you crack. only need one input for that, right? Yeah, and like, uh, you know, when they're out there like drinking like jello shots and craft beers, they don't need to hear the snap crackles and <laughs> right. pops of your right. vinyls right. like to enjoy the evening and feel authentic. Yeah, so, but, so, you know, it's, it's funny. I think I knew that you were four years older than me, but I just realized right now that our mothers, your mother is four years older than my go. mother. Oh, so, you, so your mother had you when she was 30 also. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And we're very fortunate that our mothers are yes. still with us. Exactly. Happy uh, bless, bless ha- Happy New Year, Mrs. Did I just tell my, everybody, my mother's still 36. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fact, I can't believe it. Like, hopefully, right. th- thankfully, I think she rarely listens to the podcast. Yeah. But, her, but the thing is, now her, her um, grandson does, and oh. he'll squeal. Oh, okay. That's the way it goes. Well, we, I'm calling an audible here. I hadn't planned on playing this, uh, although I did. Is it good timing? 
No, well, sort of. It's Lightweight. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've been going a little obscure, and so I'm going to play something that uh-huh. is maybe a little less obscure. I think we've been going pretty obscure. And, and it's something that I, I wanted to play for a little while, and I think it's a good time. Because uh, I think it's a band, I'm sure it's a band you know, I'm sure it's a band you like. And, how, how rare. And it's a band that I enjoy from the 80s, and I kind of feel like they're a little overlooked. They're, they're from Australia. I'm talking about the church. Okay, yeah. And I think in a lot of ways, I mentioned that I was going to possibly play them. Yeah, Um, They're a band I listened to as a teenager. And they're a band that I think... They're totally overlooked. I think... I think they... I feel like they they still do some playing out. Yeah, Steve Kilby. um, You know, he's done albums with Grant McLennan from right uh, from the go-betweens as Jack mm-hmm. Frost he's been he's done some solo records they've reformed but for whatever reason like I don't think they get the respect that like an echo in the bunny men no. or the cure or a lot of they these did for several years in the 80s yes and then like for yeah, but some I, reason they got steadfastly defeated within their own genre then they kind of just like went away and then Perhaps they've never been celebrated again. I always sort of thought that maybe their band name hurt them. Maybe. And I think I think it's it's a thing where if they were from the UK... And also their aesthetic was poor. Remember, like, yeah, their album covers like, and stuff like... Are they psychedelic? Are they goth? Yeah. Are they, you know, old school hippie? Like, it was... Yeah. They, they had some... Yeah, their, their artwork sort of worked nice. against them. If the church are listening, they're, they're hearing an explanation from... From two people from the generation before them of why they failed miserably. Or after them, I'm sorry. Yes, after them. Um, Where do you get your dates? No, right but I, but I think that they're 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 a band that's just kind of think ripe for rediscovery from the right. younger generation. I think if you asked, like you know, t- let's talk about some of these. 80s pseudo goth new wave bands right you, you know people might mention 50 different bands before they even mention the church if they do at all and i think that's that's a shame because they have some really really good songs yeah and the music's great and for some reason i think for the reasons that we're discussing they're they're they are a forgotten entity yeah unless you're maybe not in australia i don't I know i would think that yeah, yeah I would they're think probably, they probably still pretty big their, there, but yeah, I, I don't even know what part of the country they're from. I thought they were Sydney. I don't <clears> know. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Man, I'll tell you what: the reports coming out of Australia are pretty dire. These yes, days. they are. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We, we said we're not. We're going to keep a good timey on this. Oh yeah, show, sorry right? about that. Yeah, back <laughs> to the church. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, their country's on fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so their petals have just melted. Yeah, from an album called the Blur- the Blurred Crusade. Um, oh, I, I feel like I know this. Record. Yeah, you might, yeah, I know uh, this and I bet record, you'll know yeah. this song. It's yeah. called "Almost With You." Catchy, oh, yeah. catchy tune. Oh yeah, they were like you know this one. You know, they they kind of reminded me. Of, you, you mentioned Echo and the Bunnymen. They kind of uh, were very closely linked with um, Julian Cope type vibe. The Teardrop yeah. Explodes. Yeah. You ever listen to that album, yeah. your kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and they had that big hit with <laughs> "Under the Milky Way." I think that was sort of yeah. the, the only I think one. They might, that, they might have done a tour opening for REM too, like a lot of bands. Yeah, I think they, I think they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I think that would that was where I first heard them. That was the yeah. big crossover song. Another this is a little band earlier that, that REM sort of introduced yeah. the generation to. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, the Church almost with you. It's a nice little throwback. Yeah, there it is. Get in touch with I'm almost with you 
expensive way for me I'm almost with you Is this a taste of victory? I'm almost with you Your sleep. Does it always feel this chill near the end? I never dreamed we'd meet here once more. This life reserved for a friend. Who you trying to get in touch with? Who you trying to get in touch with? Who you trying to get in touch with? I'm almost with you I can sense it away for me I'm almost with you Is this the taste of victory? I'm almost with you Church. Yeah, truly a blast from the past. I, 1982. I hadn't heard that since since I was 16. I've I've played two songs today. They're both from yeah. 1982. You want me to be a teenager again? <laughs> I do. You're talking about seeing I'd the like ventures in 1983. So uh, I was playing. I'm playing two things from your teenage years. One of which you knew well when it was actually happening, and the other one you had no idea. I didn't, I think I knew them well. Like I think I, I think I bought their records, and then I I think by the time. I would have made it to the end of my high school years. I, I just like kind of like discarded them. Yeah. Sadly, right. It's nice to hear that because it, you know, just like it, it takes you back to when everything was new. When you're like, yeah. you know, you're buying records and everything's new. And and um, again, they sort of fit the general vibe of the show, and that they're they're very easy to swallow. And f- they were. F- that's a fantastically catchy song. Very like cleanly really, recorded, really too. Really like, cleanly recorded. Yeah. And think of another new wave band from that era mm-hmm. that had a nylon acoustic guitar solo right, <laughs> in the middle of a song like that. Yeah, know? that was an unusual... They were definitely, um, as they, as a, an, an underused term that was perhaps overused back then, they were craftsmen, song craftsmen. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I think maybe that's also part of why they don't aren't remembered is you know they're not like of their time even at the time they were a little out of time you know they had like these kind of outfits from the 60s and they're they're throwing in guitar solos on nylon string guitars in the middle of the you know or in the early 80s now did you get into like a band from the same genre but like harder and more garagey that was also like i think a little bit more popular hoodoo gurus uh, I never really got into them. I heard, you know, I've heard a, a couple. You of, heard there, yeah, yeah. I, I saw them. Stuff. Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, you know, it was like a, and I think that was very much like an Australian thing. I right. think they were like kind of like the kingpins of what was a very popular genre in Australia. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, in Midnight Oil, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. But yeah. like in particular, like the kind of that like celebration of like grunge and garage has always been a mm-hmm. big. And there was, I mean, the scientists. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I yeah. love the scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've played I bet, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, anyways, even <clears throat> Beasts of Bourbon later. Beasts of Bourbon is another one. Lime yeah. Spiders. Yeah, did you listen to Lime, Lime Spiders? Uh, not. They were not good. So they much. were hard. And the Triffids. I, I love. I and played then the there's Triffids. um. Oh, I've got a band that's. Just, I'm sure I've played on the show. It's escaping my memory right that's now. That's okay. I played the Saints. You know, yeah, you played go, Saints. Go betweens and. Uh, a lot of good music. Feed time. Feed time. They oh, were yeah. hard. Feed they time. were really. Did we play feed yeah, time? Yeah, you played. Yeah, feed we played time. feed time. Yeah. yeah. And then the, how about King Snake Roost? Remember them? King, King Snake, Snake. Yeah. That seven inch top end killer. And uh, and X. That's good. The Australian uh, yeah. X. The Australian X. Did you play them? I did. Yeah. Anyways, we're running out of material. <laughs> okay. Uh, but we've got an- another um, ninety eight show before we hit two hundred. <laughs> um, we might get there at this point. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take us back to 2019. I'm gonna take one of these bands that, as far as I can tell, um, is very celebrated and very successful, but they are also doing so in an intentionally anonymous fashion. Okay. And they're they're combining a lot of genres, and you can kind of tell me what you hear. But in the last year or so, they've made two albums. Um, they're a band called Salt, not to be confused with a, a metal band from, from several decades before. S-A-U-L-T, like Summer Salt, without the summer bit. Mm-hmm. And like- they've got one album called Five and one album called Seven. And um, this is off of Seven, which is the latcher of the two records. And it's called Threats. See you as a friend. 
I like that. You know, it's it's very groovy. Yeah. And um, it's just one of those things, like unlike um, unlike the the other things. Th- this is a band that sh- shows up on a lot of 2019 lists. For, for one thing, they are very much totally a 2019 experience. They made two singles uh-huh. and they put out two albums, okay. all within the space of like seven or eight months. Oh. And so all very current. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure on their own label. Okay. And as far as I know, it's one guy uh, whose name is Dean J O S I A H, and collaborating with Cleopatra Nikolic, and who's who's known as Cleosold. Uh, Dean's goes by Inflow, and then there's also a collaborator named Melissa Young, who's also known as Kid's sister. It's hard. It's hard for me to like gather any inf- information as to where they're from. Maybe it's just like out of general ignorance or lack of research. I'm not really sure. Um, Are they but I from kept seeing, UK? Um, I don't even know. Okay. I have no idea. And their aesthetic is amazing. They're these kind of all black album covers, <clears throat> sort of like Unknown Pleasure or something like that. But in the case of Five, it just has you know Five written like. The ro- Roman sticks. The, yeah, yeah, the, you know, and then seven, same sort of thing. So okay. <clears throat> they're just there's a sort of air of mystery about them. But then when you listen to the music, <clears throat> it's it could it's obviously has kind of like a big, groovy kind of club sound. Yeah, very approachable too. Yeah, and just kind of like easy and like sort of catchy. So um, again, it, maybe is it all kind of like that, or is it is every, that... all of what I've heard? I've okay. only heard seven. I haven't heard okay. five yet, but some people like five better than seven. You know, and again, it's one of these things that I've just like discovered in the last ten days. Okay. Um, well, thanks for the tip. So I who see knows? you're. Uh, you know, I haven't stumbled across them. Yeah, it's just one of these things. Like, a, you know, again, like I'm sure I've discussed many times on the show before. I work a lot between like April and October. The only time I really listen to music at all is like usually doing the podcast with you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like late at night when I have the morning off from clocking or something. And I, th- at that point, I'm just listening to like music that I already know very well. Right. So I don't like um, <clears throat> this is the kind of time of year where I actually like um, try to take some time to like catch up on the millions of things that I've missed. Sure. And again, as I mentioned before, I'm dependent on other people, including yourself, to like uh, turn me on to things that I haven't um, heard. And um, one cool thing about this whole we've talked about it before on the show, but the, uh, one, one cool thing about the whole end of year list thing is like, you know, people like yourself, who's, who, who likes a lot of similar things and, and, and has a strong opinion on music. You can sort of like, you know, delve into what they've been getting into. And if people go so far as to like make top 10, top 20, I've seen a lot of top 50 of the decade type things. Mm-hmm. You've seen, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of that going on. And, um, I can't imagine, unless I was getting paid to do so, and I would still be reluctant to do so, um, like take the time or the energy to make that list. So it's almost like somebody who's making a list like that is putting it together as they go along and listen sure. to music over the course of sure. years. Like, yeah. it's like, so now it's a they new have like year. A spreadsheet. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So I know, I know like people a, that do that. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I, and I've never known that, yeah. you know, no. people personally do. I mean, I I, don't do I've that. never been a part of the process. I know people sure. who do it, but I've never been like, right. I've never done that myself. So it'd be right. like, so now this is a new year. It'd be like, okay, right now, um, let's start preparing our 2020 top right. 10 list. Maybe right. we should do it like as a challenge. Yeah, I, I mean, we could. I don't know. It'd that, just be so completely unlike our entire practice throughout our you know, decades of listening to music on our own. Right, right. And for me... unprofessional, unorganized manner, perhaps better, like, better way to put it. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit on the show. I mean, I and I, I don't like to do a top, you know, or best of list. You know, me the, neither. The problem I have with it is it, it assumes that you've heard everything there is to hear. There's and, no way. We've probably heard like 3% of it at best. Right, and that you've had enough time to... Judge it. Judge it and yeah. give it, listen to it on its own merits mm-hmm. and allow it to sink in. And so instead, I will sometimes make a list of, these are some of the things that I liked from this year. It's not comprehensive. I'm right. sure there's things I'm forgetting. It is not meant to be like yeah. this is the best music. This <laughs> is you know it's because uh, I'm not presumptuous enough to think that 
that that I, 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 even what I'm listening to right now is something that I'm going to feel strongly about a few years from now when I right. look back on like was it really the best of 2009? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I look at it from you know this is just some of the stuff that I've enjoyed this year, and right. I think that 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 I can get behind. Right. Well, I know like Matador, like Gerard sends out an email. A group email to just about everybody associated with Matador bands. Gerard Cosley from Matador. uh, He's still involved, or you mean he just sent every year. He sends he puts out requests like Matador employees, Matador bands, everybody for like you know year end lists. Okay, okay, and some people like take it very very seriously, right? And it's like incredibly detailed. There'll be like you know fifty best live shows. Like how right. do they go to fifty live shows? <laughs> right. You know, and then right. and it'll be like um, and sometimes it'd be great to be like, oh cool, like somebody saw somebody put like M Do Mokhtar as like the eighth best live show. That's the best live show I've seen in years, as I discussed on the show. So like right. somebody like you know it's 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 cool when you see things that you're familiar with, but usually it's like almost like reading Greek or Welsh. Like <laughs> it doesn't make any like it's just like yeah. well, who are these people? Like it right. just makes me feel like I'm just never been more out of touch in my life like i've never even heard or seen the names of any of these things you right. know like and obviously i you know as as discussed many times i live in the, in the middle of a cornfield but um and then so i'll, I'll do one just to be sporting and it used yeah. to be like a couple of good plates of food i had <laughs> like the you know out of the seven live shows i saw like the two i thought were best and then like I'm sure I'll plug one of my broker's tip records in the hope that, like, you know, somebody might, like, actually five listen to it. Five people might buy it, yeah. Yeah, five. That's very, yeah. very bold and hopeful. <laughs> but uh, anyways, enough about that. Um, I tried to bring some oddity I, or I, something I, different to the show today, and and, and you're going to put the polish on this one, I, our, our first live ca- podcast. I, our first in-person one. Yeah. Uh, I, I will. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so since you're here in Portland, yeah. I felt like I had to play a Portland artist. Yeah. And I think this might be the only one based in the States of any of the... Because maybe we don't know where Salt is, but I know the other, my other two are the, not. The, I, 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 don't, I have a feeling that Salt's probably Europe I, or UK. I, I think, yeah. yeah. So, um, but this is... This is I, gotta, I had to play a Portland band since you were here. We'll end it with a little bit of a rave up. Um, but it's also a rave up with a little bit of a sad story. Definitely a sad story. So this is a band called The Exploding Hearts. You've uh-huh. heard of them? I've heard of them. They released their debut and sadly only LP in 2003. Mm-hmm. Because later that summer when they were on tour supporting it, um, the album called Guitar Romantic, mm-hmm. um, there was a van crash killing three of the members of the band. So, um, and they're a band... I maybe I saw I was was, friends of friends you know Mm -hmm. I was in Portland at the time I was friends with bands definitely friends with people that knew them and when that accident happened it was like just so stunning and sad you know because everybody I knew that was in bands you know they would do that all you know they'd be in fan tours just like that you know obviously what happened to D Boone too Mm -hmm. Um, and it's you know it was just this feeling of these were kids. They were very young, like maybe mm-hmm. late teens, early twenties, if that. Um, and you know, just like one moment gone. And so it was really, really sad. And a lot of the bands that I knew, like, were hit really hard by it. Not just because they knew them, but also just because it felt like it could be any one of them. Well, that's at the thing. That's moment, the ethic, you know. You know? Right. And that's right. like you know the, the whole Jamacano mindset. Right, which, which most bands who tour in the states, like, you know, it's part of the game and it's part of something that we really look forward to. Like, there's supposed right. to be like really fun things, and like, obviously there are nightmares that happen along the way. I remember like back in the day, late '80s, early '90s in New York, like people would like finish playing at CB's at two or three in the morning, and then they'd they'd end up sleeping in their van and then like while they were sleeping in their van they would get like robbed and like you know mm-hmm. threatened at knife point mm-hmm. and stuff like that and then yeah. you kind of like learn your your lesson um but yeah no anyways um that's a sad tale and i i think it, I, I i'm wondering at this point if i've only heard of the band because of the accident yeah i mean i i think they probably weren't all that known prior and then you know mm-hmm. i think and you were here at the time i was here at the time yeah, yeah i remember when it happened it was and it was not that far i think it was probably like they'd played a show you Eugene know or something, yeah. yeah or yeah. wherever and maybe even in like san francisco and it was like you know we just want to power <laughs> home and make it back to portland and you know it happened maybe an hour hour and a half south of here right. but um 
yeah, exploding hearts. Um, let's celebrate them with a song called Rumors in Town from Guitar Romantic. Portland punk, catchy pop punk at its finest. Cool. Here you go. Just good friends, but you know we've never been like us. And when he has you down, come around here and spot him. I don't know everything, but I heard all the rumors in town. There's trouble in paradise. Your heart is gonna pay the price. We always said this, and we didn't mean. Exploding Hearts. Oh, what a hook fest. That yeah, was. 2003. I mean, that could have been oh, any time, player. really, from 78. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounded, like from, it sounded like from my like high school, college days, when there was like bands that were like super tight. It seemed like they practiced all the time. They were like complete perfectionists. Like Whoever whoever the lead guitar player was, he was yeah seemed in love with playing guitar. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it was like yeah. not like yeah, a yeah. lot of music these days, which was like, stylized it was just kind of like it was like rock and pop for for the fun of it yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And just absolutely so tight yeah and you know the kind of band that like they maybe weren't re or inventing new genres necessarily no. but like super super live shows and perfectionist really good songs oh yeah you must have, you must have been like easily pumped you said you saw them i think i saw them open for a couple bands you know because they yeah. they were they had just put out their first record you right. know and, and so like they weren't they were kids then. they were kids they'd put out one seven inch before that um but like they played with a, a, a lot of the bands that i would often see and many of them i knew so right. um well, that was a sad story, sad. but I, I certainly enjoyed the song yeah so celebrate the exploding hearts and you know i think they're known for that story, but the the record's yeah. really good. So, who was the band? There was a famous band from New York who were playing a show like somewhere in the northern Midwest, and a tractor trailer blew a turn and crashed into the. It was one of those clubs where like the drum set essentially is in the front window of the bar, and like a, a tractor trailer like ran into the music venue. Oh, I don't know. Okay, let me look that up. I, I hadn't. Well, we'll save, wait. We'll save, save it for the next show. Save it for the next, show. The next show. You're in town for a few days. Maybe we'll get a chance to do another one of these. 
Yeah, that'd be great. <clears throat> but it's yeah. been fun. Yeah, yeah, fun. Very, yeah, absolutely fun. Yeah. <laughs> See, we can, we can even, we don't really have yeah, a five, way of yeah. ending. Here's how yeah, we yeah. High five. High yeah. five. Yeah. We'll end, we'll end with a yeah. high five. Thanks. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, yeah, Bob. See you next time, Thanks. which could be, you know, in a half hour. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for yeah. listening. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, and um, we'll do it soon. All right, talk to you soon. Yeah.